shots on the beat, boy. Accent made this. Welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast with Kyle Krieger and Wilkie Law, where we're sharing inspiring stories of educators just like yourself, helping you to develop your craft and sharpen your tools to become the teacher your students deserve. This is the Value Adds Value podcast. Let's jump into this next episode. Did I make the wrong choice to be a landscaper rather than a substitute teacher where I could, you know, build relationships? Or did I make the wrong choice last summer when I didn't really, with everything I have, try to find a job somewhere where I could have gone? I didn't want to leave where I was living. And now it's put me in this spot to where with every day, it seems like the pressure to try to find something increases and the stress increases. But in reality, I know it's still just, when I'm recording, it's, this, it's May. And I know that there'll be a lot more jobs posted in June and even through July and even through August when people finally make up their mind about what they're gonna do. And I know that my resume and my experience is good. And every interview I went into, I felt great about. So for me, it's about staying in that process. You're here in the Summer Reboot Conference because you wanna get better as an educator. You wanna be someone who's growing and learning. But we have to really set our intentions for why we're learning. And you can't set the right intentions if you didn't really take a hard look at what you did last year. But for me, if I can encourage you to do anything in this presentation, um, it's to really look back and start back by looking at your goals and intentions. First is, did you set goals that were beyond just the measured goals that you were given by your school or your district? Did you set intentions for yourself? Did you write out how you wanna model these behaviors? because it's really hard to be reflective on what happened when you don't even know where you were trying to go. And if you didn't do that, it's okay. Like I said, I had years where I didn't do that. But I hope then that you take away from this session that you need to do that going into next year. From there, The question really for me that I try to ask myself as a teacher and as a person, how far did I stray from my intentions? How true did I walk that path? And not in what I said or what I um, wanted to believe, but what did my actions say? And as a teacher, I would hope you would ask, what did my interactions with my kids say about me? Because that's a spot where I think in the summer, you have the greatest chance to grow. 
you have the chance to grow in your ability and your purpose and your intentions when it comes to building relationships with your kids. You know, because we're, you know, interactive notebooks or digital online notebooks or pen and paper notebooks or whatever notebooks or strategies. A lot of them say the same. There's a lot of tried and true things out there. And our kids are going to be different next year for the majority of us. You are going to get 20 to 120 to 150 brand new kids who you got to build new relationships with. So what are you doing this summer in your reflection? that will help you do that. Where, where did you make mistakes in relationships? What situations did you make mistakes in? My biggest mistake as an educator over my career is that I didn't learn that when a kid ramps up, I got ramped down. I didn't learn that an argument is not meant to be escalated until I was like five years into my career. I didn't learn until later in my career how powerful interactions are with kids that you're not even teaching. I didn't learn until a couple of years ago the notion that our kids are watching us all the time. So when you reflect, and especially if you're reflecting on your relationships, think about your worst interactions and your best interactions and try to see if you can deduce what made those interactions. Because you shouldn't be able to just say, oh, I had good interactions with good kids and I didn't do well with kids who are bad. It's in your approach. You choose how you invest in relationships. You have the power to choose those things. But what I'd want to leave you with is just keeping it 100 is not what our, our culture says it is, where you're just so yourself all the time and you just got to say everything you want and everything you put everything out there because I just keep it real. I keep it 100. In this sense, keeping it 100, keeping it real is more keeping it real with yourself than it is with anyone else. Because ultimately, what I hope and what the people who put this conference on hope and all the other presenters hope is that you'll be your best self when you get into the classroom this fall. And if you're not learning from what you did last year, you're not reflecting, you're not growing, then you're not giving yourself the chance to be 100, to be real, to live in your purpose, to work in your purpose, to set the right intentions. And I would also encourage you though, on a side note, to be the best of who you are. And that doesn't mean just as a teacher, your kids crave and hunger to know you and not know you like people on Instagram know you, 
but know who you are as a person. And I'm sure going into this year, you'll find the right balance between having that separation of the teacher-student relationship, but allowing them to really know who you are. So I hope that this year will be the best year ever. You'll keep it 100 this summer. You'll be real with your kids when you get in. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time to check this out. So again, my name's Kyle Krieger. Um, I'm one of the hosts of the Value Adds Value podcast. If you could do anything for me this summer, you could listen, like, subscribe, leave a reading or review for the Value Adds Value podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And uh, if you're around the Twin Cities area, hit me up, let me know. I'd love to meet you and hang out. But I hope you enjoy the rest of your summer and have a great 2019-2020. Hey, guys, just a quick question. How can we help you become the teacher your students deserve? Please, please reach out to us. Follow us on social media at Value Adds Value. Go to our website, thelledproject.com, or send Wilkie or I an email and let us know what we can do to help you become the teacher you, your kids deserve. And if you don't mind, while you're at it, hit the subscribe button, share this podcast out, and help us reach more teachers to help them become the teacher their kids deserve. Now, back to the podcast. Hey y'all, it's Kyle. Sorry to take this quick break from the podcast, but we wanted to answer a question we've been getting a lot from people, and that is, how can they start their own podcast? For us, the easiest and best way to do that is through Anchor. We love the Anchor platform, first of all, because it's free. And as Eric Crouch has free is always in our price range. Secondly, the creation of podcasts on Anchor is as easy as we found, whether it's through your phone or through your computer. We also love that Anchor takes care of distributing the podcast. We are on so many more platforms since we switched to Anchor. Um, they have the biggest ones, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any that you really um, want your podcast to be on. Also... You can make money from your podcast if that's what you want to do with no minimum listenership. You don't have to hit these minimum wickets to be able to bring money in through your podcast. It, it truly is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Check it out to get started the same way we did. Now, back to the podcast. What is going on, y'all? My name is Kyle Krieger, and welcome to this session on keeping it real as an educator. My name is Kyle Krieger. Uh, I'm a part of the team at Lighthouse Educator Development and the Value Adds Value podcast. Um, a few other things about me before we get started, just because this session is about keeping it real. So let me keep it real for you uh, for a little bit here. I grew up in Cumberland, Wisconsin. I, uh, I taught seven years in Houston, Texas before moving back to the Twin Cities. And I am currently a teaching free agent uh, in the process of trying to find a new job after being out of the classroom for a year. So um, a part of what I'm gonna talk about in this session is my journey because the best illustration of how to keep it real um, 
is to explain it through my own journey. So here we go. And again, we super appreciate you being a part of this conference. I appreciate Carrie and Jess for allowing me to be a part of it. And I appreciate you taking your time this summer to, to check it out. And I'm, and I'm glad you had the chance to see so many great educators. Um, especially uh, my boy, Gary Gray, who is an inspiration for me to start doing these kinds of things too. So shout out to Gary before we get started. But again, um, this is the power of keeping it real or keeping it 100, whatever you would want to say and whatever kids are saying these days. Um, the value that we see in this as a teacher in keeping it real, especially in the summer, is, is simply another way for us to encourage you to be reflective. Um, reflection uh, as an educator is the most valuable thing. If there's anything I wish I would have done and advice I wish I would have taken as a early teacher, it would have been journaling. I got that advice from several people over the course of my early career that journaling is important. And I brushed it off. I blew it off. I um, didn't feel like I needed it. And it's not to some degree didn't want it. Um, I thought I knew what I needed. I thought I knew what I was doing. And obviously we have all gone through a series of events uh, in our classrooms where we could have done well to have listened to other people. So this session is, like I said, just an encouragement to be reflective. But we have to be super, super careful in our reflection that we aren't seeing it with rose-colored glasses. So for me, it's a struggle to not see intentions or what you wanted to have happen, but it's the ability to be brutally honest with yourself at times. And hopefully we all have that person in our life who is that honest with us when we need them to be. But it reminds me of a concept that's called the Stockdale Paradox. And if you look it up, um, it is based on the work of Admiral Jim Stockdale, who in the Vietnam War was the highest ranking U.S. military serviceman captured and was um, a prisoner of war for eight years. And I'll spare you the details of his um, captivity, but when he got out, he was asked, what was the biggest thing that separated the people who got out from the people who didn't get out? And he said the people who didn't get out were the optimists. Now just... Hold on, I promise I'm going somewhere with this. It's, I'm, he wasn't saying you shouldn't be an optimist. But he explained that the people who didn't make it out were the ones who said and believed that they were going to be out by Christmas. And then Christmas came and went. And then they thought they would be out by Easter, and Easter came and went. And then it was Thanksgiving again, and then it was Christmas again. And he said that those people died of a broken heart because they weren't getting what they expected. 
And he goes on to explain that the key to that survival and his future success going forward was that you must have two things. You must be brutally honest about the realities of your situation. But you must never lose faith that in the end you'll emerge victorious. And I think that is such a great way to approach a summer reboot is to take the time or not even some reboot but just being a teacher in general is to be brutally honest about the realities of your situation and to never lose faith that in the end you'll end emerge victorious and victorious is different for all of us and our realities are different being brutally honest doesn't mean that you ignore or you have to be mean to yourself or you don't take into account the things that happen. It just means that you really take a look at where you're at. So in my situation, you know, the end of 2017, I moved home, took a teaching job. Um, teaching in an alternative setting and out of my, my content area, I was teaching science and I'm a social studies trained teacher. When that job fell through or that, I'm sorry, not fell through, that's glossing over. I was not renewed. And by the time the fog of my had kind of lifted and I was able to kind of grasp what I wanted to do, there weren't jobs out there. So I was down to the choice of being a sub or working for a landscape company who would pay for my insurance. So um, I chose a landscape company. Uh, the money was about equal. So um, insurance was important. You know, granted, looking back, I never used it, but um, it was an important thing to have. But here I am a year later, and the, the job process of finding is way more difficult than I anticipated it would be. You know, in my mind, I had kind of figured that there's a teacher shortage, especially in the Twin Cities. And I have seven years of urban experience. It shouldn't be that hard to get a job. But after four interviews and two second interviews, I'm still in the spot where I started with no job. And the hardest thing is that's been for me is now to think back on my year and say, did I make the wrong choice? 